Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. A conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Lynn Melling. And I'm Jody Gruen. And we do this for fun. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Lynn. And it's Jody. And our guest today is someone I have been dying to get on this podcast. She is one of my most favorite people on the planet. She is the queen of real talk. She introduced me to Wellbutrin 20 years ago. Thank God. She helped me to discover the raw beauty of car camping at one of Alaska's most premier festivals, the Girdwood Forest Fair. She is my dearest friend and soulmate joining us from her home in Seattle, Ms. Joanne Myers Davis. Welcome to <laughs> Hi, Lynn. Fun. Hi, Jody. This is amazing to be here with you both. Oh I'm my God, I'm so excited. A little starstruck being here with you both. <laughs> I'm starstruck because I've heard so many great stories about you. <laughs> I'm hoping that you'll share I them with everyone. About, I will try, yes. I talk about Joanne so much because she, you were just, you have been such a foundational part of my life and mm-hmm. you were there when I met Ian and you knew Ian before I knew Ian. I mean, you just have such a huge, you've had a huge impact on my life and I just love you so much. And I'm just so grateful for you to be here. Well, Lynn, you have been um, equally, if not more formative in my upbringing as well. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, I can't even begin to say, uh, just all the random fun things that we've done and how they kind of come together to create um, who we are today. So, <laughs> yes. Lynn, I love that you have someone that's equally as formative in your outdoor experience. <laughs> yes. Well, so no, Joanne has been like, and so we, we bet in Alaska, we were both working in TV news at the NBC affiliate in Anchorage, Alaska, when we met. And um, obviously Alaska is a beautiful place and, the outdoors is a huge part of it. And I feel like from the get-go being outside, being in the outdoors was just a way that we really connected. Um, And I, one of the things that I just loved about you so much was like, you just didn't care if you got dirty and smelly and gross and we could like, you know, throw on a pair of sweats and like, there was just, and just being outside, it was, that was the whole point. And it didn't matter what you looked like. Um, I just, it was just so liberating to be with well, someone who was like, let's just go get dirty and have fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and when you first walked into the channel two newsroom, I mean, time just stopped and you brought such <laughs> zest and joy and that same kind of no BS attitude that was just so refreshing and uh yeah ditto to you same like just uh, let's just go do it who cares what anybody thinks um we're just going to get dirty and have fun yeah so lynn i have a question for you yeah so when you showed up in that use newsroom were you more of like a heels and fancy suit kind of person or you know was the getting down and dirty was that new for you yeah, no, actually, so it's so funny that you asked that. And I am just having kind of like an epiphany myself here. But um, I always, so I feel like I always felt like I was supposed to be the heels and suit coat person, but I never, ever felt comfortable in that. Like I never felt comfortable in heels. I never felt comfortable in a suit coat, but that's what I thought I was supposed to be like just in 
I mean, I went to St. Thomas, which is a lovely school, but people get dressed up to go to class at eight in the morning. And then I got into TV news and I was out on the East Coast before I went to Alaska. And I always sort of felt out of place, like there's something wrong with me that this just I'm not comfortable wearing this crap and like makeup and hair. And then it's like I got to Alaska and I met Joanne and it's like, these are my people like the okay, like it's okay to not like this is normal to to wear like I had some you know like I could show up to work wearing my dance goes and being comfortable because in Alaska when you're reporting the news you have to be ready to go out into the middle of nowhere in the wilderness at the drop of a hat so you have to be prepared so it was very common to wear to not dress up for work like you had to look presentable but it was super okay to um wear shoes that were comfortable, that were, that were, um, that work, that functioned. So, so they're more realistic in Alaska about what women should wear. Yes. And I think it, it's just such, it's such a great state in the fact that you can just show up as you are. So Joanne, were you ever like the suit and heels type woman or have that expectation for yourself or felt it? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I always, feel like I worked with really uh, strong, empowered women in like the news and um, it just even in teaching. And so I, I kind of, um, in a way, you know, admire that, that strength that seems to come from that power of the suit and the heels. But I also recognize that that is uh, kind of a, a way that we try to box women in and, and control them by saying you have to be this way. And learning that, you know, that's not necessarily powerful, obviously, how we look and how we dress. Uh, but it also, you should be able to do it if you want to and own it. And when you do, I think that's it's beautiful. Yeah. One, so one of the things that we, like, some of my fondest memories of Alaska is going camping with Joanne. And this was one of the first times that I ever really camped and like really enjoyed myself. I mean, it, normally I like when growing up, I would do it with my family and it was fine and it was great, but like it was camping as an adult mm-hmm. was just so much more fun. And you were the one who like, let's throw all of our crap in the back of the car, drive down to Girdwood, which is this cute little town, just like 30 minutes South of Anchorage. <laughs> and, um, you you know throw the Brent's, tent wherever we can yeah, find the, the, yeah we called it the Taj Mahal it was Brent's parents old tent that you couldn't even <laughs> the zipper <laughs> didn't work on the door so you could like you had to like the 70s <laughs> it was like it was like 500 pounds <laughs> yeah and you had to like crawl through a little slit in the zipper <laughs> to get in and but it was so much fun and it was car camping and it wasn't fancy it was no frills and um I don't know. I just loved that. And we went, yeah. I think we did Bird Ridge and we did, we did a little bit of camping. Seward oh, yeah. maybe too. Yeah. Seward. And I think that's when we brought the cast iron, but neither one of us had ever really used cast iron. So we didn't, <laughs> so that we didn't bring the, you know, you're supposed to season it first and all of that. It was kind of a disaster. <laughs> Again, it was all a journey. We learned so much. How, how did you, cause you were like, Hey, I'm going camping. Come with me. So what was it? 
that you, cause you, like you brought me along for the ride. So I've never asked you this question, but like, what was it about, like, had you camped before? Why did you decide like, Hey, we're going to go camping in Girdwood this weekend. You know, I, I think we might've camped once or twice growing up and then Girl Scout camp was real formative for me. Just being out in the woods, there was always something that just felt different, that felt calming and peaceful. And I, I, I don't even know that I would have recognized it when I knew you, Lynn, but that's what was going on. But um, in Alaska, you can't help but just kind of be drawn to wanting to be out. You see the mountains around you. And it's just, you know, there is this yearning. You can't help but wonder, like, what would it be like to go out into that? Um, and always going out into the, the woods or going camping, it, for me, it always feels like a sense. It's just an adventure. It's this kind of like wanderlust thing. Like, let's just go go on this trek. And who knows what this journey will bring? Um, so there's a little bit of that, of the unknown. Yeah. So throw what's, throw what's it in the car. What's the feeling that you get like when you get out of the car and you arrive somewhere? What's the mm -hmm. feeling that you have? Yeah, just uh, um, it's it's a mixture of uh, of just excitement, but also peace, knowing that this is this is where this is right. This is true. Um, this is you know, there's no no one asking me to do anything. My phone <laughs> you usually don't have cell service. You can't buy anything. You're just, you're just there. You're, you're present and um, just, you're with your, your truest self because there's nothing uh, else to, to kind of distract you or, and then you've got this, this beauty that just, again, just kind of draws you in. So just an excitement for sure, but a piece as well. Yeah. A, um, a question too, with regards to you going out into the wilderness, like how did you, um, decide that Lynn would be a good companion for you to take along. Oh, that was just, so I didn't even have to think. Oh, okay. I didn't have to think about it because just her, just her normal way about life in terms of, I mean, she's such um, a gifted and talented and professional, serious journalist, right? And she, she owns her craft, but there's a side of her, this, this no BS side that just sees through all the BS in the world and doesn't play by the, the rule book of what everybody is you know, saying she should be with the heels and the, and just, you know, um, she's had a, a good way of seeing through the BS with uh, people we worked with, you know, you know, maybe men and things like that. It's like, wait a minute, that's not okay. Um, so you just knew she would be up for anything. Um, you just knew it. She, um, and, and that non-judgmental part of her too, like, let's just, just letting you own your truth. Like, oh, that's what you want to do. Okay, let's do it. Just kind of being up for anything. So would you say, I, I'm just thinking about people who might be considering wanting to go out and uh -huh. have an adventure, but might yeah. not know who to do it with. Like, mm -hmm. what would your recommendation be to kind of take that chance with a friend? Like what, what type of qualities would you recommend, you know, someone? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, uh, that whoever that person is in your life, that when you are with them, uh, you feel uh, recharged or better after being with take them out in the woods with you because you know, that person that you just um, can uh, spend time with and just feel re-energized. Um, that's, that's your person. That's all you need. That's all you need. They don't need to know anything about camping or, but just someone that you connect with and uh, feel safe with and um, willing to kind of explore it together. Um, so it can be anybody. Beautiful. 
God, you see why you. my soulmate? Uh, it's like almost through. crying. Oh God, I know I Actually, am. I think she is too. crying. <laughs> oh, and I just dropped my I just dropped oh, my microphone thing. Um, <laughs> so okay, so the re so I wanted to talk to you about all these things, but mm -hmm. the so the more specific thing that we wanted to talk about is the Wonderland Trail. Oh, yes, which you just completed last summer with your two beautiful daughters, mm -hmm. Hannah and Sadie, and the lovely Brent, your husband. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and this is like a really big deal trail. So, here in Minnesota, we talk about the Boundary Waters a lot, but mm -hmm. there in Washington State, the Wonderland Trail is kind of like the crown jewel, or one of the yeah. one of the crown jewels. Yeah. So, okay. So, can you just set the stage? where is it how long is it just kind of logistics and then i want to dive into how what your experience was like on the trail last year with your fam oh sure i'd love to okay so um the wonderland trail is a 93 mile trail that goes around the base of mount rainier which is our as you, a crown jewel here in um, washington state uh, mount rainier national park and um oh boy i should have looked up i'll have to look up the the details but it is a it's 93 miles but it's also um it's also pretty difficult in terms of elevation gain and loss you're either going up 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 or down 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 kind of around roly-poly around the whole thing um and there's um i think it was built back in the 30s what was the corps of engineers might have built it for the national park rangers to be able to access the park and then eventually it became kind of a backpackers to-do list um and there's um camps all along the trail and they're spaced out strategically and so people will apply for permits to get to kind of get a circuit around to do the wonderland trail and it's very difficult to get a permit they only issue so many a year and so luck, last year we were lucky a uh, brent got we all applied and of course brent got the, got the permit um brent. of course and uh yeah and so we uh <laughs> we just thought let's you know it was my daughter anna who originally was had kind of yearned like mom we have to do this someday maybe when i'm 15 maybe when i'm 16. and we got the permit and we said well you know um yolo has you know my my brother says uh, you know you know all the time so we're, we're gonna do it and so um it was just a really big decision and it pulled us through COVID as a family because it really gave us something to obsess about and think about other than um everything that was going on and you know planning the gear and thinking about oh my gosh and then looking at day to day what each day would involve in terms of mileage and okay what about this camp spot and um and the the other factor was my daughter was so Anna was 14 when she did it and then Sadie was 10 and so definitely was you know wondering okay how we're going to do this with two kids this is a really kind of a big trip um it's hard for any adult much less uh, two young kids and uh, so just factoring in how to manage that with them and and would and could we and people i mean people told us like you're you're nuts for taking your 10 year old um, there's no way you're gonna, you know, be able to manage this, or that she's gonna be able to do it. And then we off. So sometimes you wondered, are we gonna be able to do it? So um, yeah, but um, it was, uh, you know, as they say, with any kind of vacation or adventure, it's all in the planning that you really get that. Um, but in this case, it was in the planning, and the actual event was was incredible. 
overall. And how long were you in, in like what time of year was like, was it July and how long were you out there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was uh, the end of July. And so Mount Rainier, of course, gets a ton of snow and usually you can't really, uh, it's not recommended to do it before mid July, unless you have like the, the ice shoes and um, the, the gear that Ian would, would have to bring, I'm sure. Um, so <laughs> Kind of more for the uh, novice hiker they, they recommend july through i believe early october is when it's most ideal um and so we did it in 10 days so you can think about you know a little less than 10 miles a day average some days were longer some days were shorter and um but people i think average about anywhere from kind of eight to ten days is probably a good solid and some people but this is what's crazy people do it like in six days and then when you're out there, people are running this thing, Lynn. I'm telling you, you're gonna. I'm gonna see oh you God, out there running, running the Wonderland Trail and doing it in like three days. And so they run all day and night. Well, I don't. I don't understand that. Like, why? Why put yourself through that misery? Uh, why not just slow down? Anyway, yeah. that's not know, gonna that's, be. Me. That's another podcast because that is just. <laughs> I think we've interviewed need to some of those people. That. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. All right. So I have a question. You said there's permits involved. Mm -hmm. And so then you, I assume you create kind of an itinerary. Mm -hmm. So are you required to go a certain mileage per day? Like, do you have to hit some milestone every day or can you, you know, kind of move think, through at your own pace? I think you can. There's all, there's a variety of itineraries. You can go clockwise around, you can go counterclockwise. And I believe it's a, uh, the rule or they, they, say 14 days, you got 14 okay. days and then you're out. Um, so you can really go within any sphere of that. Okay. But you can't like squat. You can't get out there and then just like just stay. sit on nope. a campsite and stay. Yeah. Okay. You have to no. keep moving. Mm -hmm. Move it along. All right. You also said 93 miles. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite mile? Woo. What a great question. Um, probably, you know, that you know you start out the first day you're so excited and then i think the morning of the second day we left a, a camp called clapache and you're just you're just in awe i mean it's you're already you're just like, i can't believe we're doing this can't believe you're here you're not really sore and worn down yet and that's just um just walking out of clapache park up to a place called um indian henry where there's this little log cabin um, yeah, it's just, I just remember that being a real surreal moment. I mean, there's so many, um, moments like that where you're just, you're just, um, in awe, just in complete awe that like, wow, we're really doing this and we're doing this together. Mm -hmm. Um, but then that gets me to the, the other moments, the, the opposite, the opposite. Right. Awe, Cause okay. So, and Despair. this is, wait, it wasn't perfect. <laughs> and so this so dear listeners this is one of the major reasons i wanted to have joanne on this for this conversation is because okay so most people they get on they you know like they talk about their amazing experiences and then just leave out all the details about how it was not how it was miserable and people wanted to quit and so we are going to get we're going to talk some real talk here about like let's talk about the misery of it mm -hmm. oh my gosh yes <laughs> What was miserable and how did you get through it? Oh, wow. Did we get through it? Um, you know, there's definitely moments with the kids where, you know, they're just, it, you know, it's mile 11 and it's hot and you're, you're carrying these heavy packs too, by the way. Um, 
what's uh, just a side note for your listeners if they are interested in the wonderland trail um there are what do you what you call a food caches that you can do ahead of time and you drop your food caches off so you're really only carrying i really only have to carry enough food for for two or three nights before you get to your next cache but uh, but you're still carrying a pretty heavy pack you got your tents and your sleeping bag and the kids uh you know sadie had a really light we gave her i think she just had her sleeping bag and a little backpack but you know you you're you're getting to the end of the day and you're just depleted and you're depleted and the kids are depleted and they're just, it's just over with. And you start to question, am I crazy for making my family do this? And, um, am I just the worst mother ever that I, you know, am I just, is this, you know, abusive, you know, having them out here. Today? Um, and how do you get through it? Oh gosh. Lots of deep breathing and just know that this too will pass. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like I've had some some of my worst parenting moments, <laughs> hiking <laughs> and uh, um, skiing. That's again for another podcast. But um, yeah, and you just Cause, yeah, because there's nothing you can do. It's like I don't know what to tell you. We're out here. Yeah. We're in the middle of this yeah. mountain, and I, I can't. You know, you're gonna have to to suck it up. Oh, and I love you, and I'm really proud of you. And come on, let's keep going. Suck it up. Like doing that, you're doing both of that at the same time. Yeah. Well, and okay. So I loved the the story about swearing. Mm, How you just mm -hmm. like gave in to letting your ten year old just drop some f bombs. Oh yeah. And that helped you get through it, and it was liberating for her. And like, it's okay to let your ten year old. Mm -hmm. drop some f-bombs on the goddamn trail <laughs> absolutely i think it was a really good parenting uh i mean current parenting is is whole journey right i mean we're constantly redefining ourselves and and one thing that i've learned about parenting is it's usually us as parents that need to adjust in the moments right they're just going along their developmental phases as they're supposed to um and it's usually us that need to kind of to readjust um with boundaries and limits of course but um, yeah, I think it was by day three, uh, Sadie was just beyond just because you're just like, okay, just a little more. And then like, nope, a little more. Nope. Oh, whoops. Sorry. I meant just a little bit more. And so you're doing that the whole time. And she says, mom, I've had it. Can I swear? And I said, okay, you can say, okay, one swear word. And I think it, um, where the, where the hell is our campsite? And I'm like, okay, you know, you feel the sting of your child swearing and then it kept going can i swear again and i said look you can swear as much as you want for the next seven days um but then you can never swear again and so she did she sure did and we heard it all and so we had a what was the saying my my older daughter is looking at me um she's she curses like she's 30. anyway we had a whole thing and about her cursing like a sailor and it just kind of became yeah um, it was really, really funny for, for a while. And then you're like, please, please don't when we get back to it. And then later um, in the fall, her teacher at school sent home a letter about kids swearing in the classroom. And I was just horrified. And I was like, Sadie, have you been swearing at school? She said, no, mom, I haven't sworn since the Wonderland trail, I promise. But I think in that moment, it just, you know, you realize, I mean, you know, you, you know, we grew up with, oh my gosh, if you swear, you're going to get soap in your mouth mm -hmm. and wash out. And you just realize, oh my gosh, like it's not a just let it go. It's not a huge deal. And it's always about just their heart, right? And are you a good person? And oh, okay, you say a swear word. That's really not how I'm going to define 
you know, mm-hmm. my parenting or your childhood. So. Well, and I imagine too, like you use the word empower. And I also imagine like really those words can be really powerful and right. to know yes. that like at this moment I'm closer to an adult than a kid. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I should probably get to say what I want. Yes. That's a good point. That's a good point. And that uh, using it judicially, and I mean, we definitely talk about, you know, when you use these words, um, it defines uh, how you are perceived and you, there are certainly other words that you can use that, um, capture your intelligence and who you are in a much more productive way. I mean, so we, we've, you have plenty of time on the Wonderland trail, by the way, to, to process all of this. That nausea. So we did. We did. <laughs> oh, I just, I, think, I just love it. Yeah. And Lynn and I, we've talked about this, like hiking with your children. I mean, it can be, it can bring you to your knees, but there's also just some incredible moments where you can, have these just deep conversations that you just can't have otherwise. Um, yeah. And you're, you're both in a place where, you know, one person isn't distracted, you know, usually at home, you know, mom's distracted or kid, you know, kids distracted, but you're both in a place where you're just walking along almost like a metronome and you're just in a, in a flow as you know, mm-hmm. that's, we love. And that. you're both, and it's almost, you're both kind of equals in that sense too. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you're in a place where neither one of you have ever been that you don't have experience in. You're both miserable. You're both feeling <laughs> lost and feeling mm-hmm. defeated. And it's like, it's almost kind of this equalizer yeah. where you can really connect with your kids because they, you, you feel disempowered and they feel empowered. And mm. you, it's, I don't know, it's just a magical time to really connect as human beings on mm-hmm. a human being level with your kids it takes some of that power dynamic away in a sense yeah. that allows you to really connect yeah absolutely yeah i wonder if it's, it's really good for kids too to see their parents as being vulnerable like mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. having a tough time too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is really really hard. yeah yeah I, yeah Oh yes, to see your mom having a complete nervous breakdown, which I have done in the Boundary Waters multiple (laughs) times on multiple trips, um, throwing up a temper tantrum as though I'm three years old. Like I think (laughs) it's yeah. (laughs) I I think at one point Brent said easier on this trip, or oh, I'm sure it was on this trip. Like you are the adult. You (laughs) must be the adult. I don't want to be the adult anymore. (laughs) So yeah, absolutely. I have a question you mentioned about, um, food and resupplies Mm -hmm. and just for listeners who, you know, may not Mm -hmm. be, you know, because we don't really have that. I mean, here in Minnesota, there isn't really Mm -hmm. an opportunity to have that kind of an experience, but can you talk a little bit about what that, um, what that is? Sure. Yeah. Um, the food can be, uh, you know, they make these kind of freeze dried backpacking meals that like you can get at REI and those are great. And it's really easy to overthink the food because one, you need, you're worried about weight and you're worried about nutrition. So you, you're trying to balance, you know, lightweight foods with, with kind of nutrition packed things. And, um, so I would say we, we tried to be a little adventuresome in terms of kind of coming up with some recipes around backpacking meals. And you can find this on a slew of, of blogs but, you know, don't overthink it. Just kind of bring the standard, you know, um, granola bars, those kind of power bars, um, those um, hydration type tablets in your water are great. And um, proteins, so peanut butter, that type of thing. And, you know, it's you're not going to eat the fresh veggies and things on the trail is 
um, as we would like, but um, you can have a pretty well-rounded diet and you're, you're planning, you know, for each meal. Um, and, but in terms of the caches, you can really be adventurous. Like we definitely put in some extra candy bars or what treat would you like when we get to our cache? Um, and, and that was nice too. But if, you know, in Minnesota, if you're just going out for a night or two, um, yeah, there's a lot of great options in the freeze dried variety at like REI or, um, for, for backpackers, um, bagels, kind of just calorie dense type things and somehow get that protein into. Did, did you find that food ended up being like a really nice, like lifesaver when you would arrive at that cache? And then yeah. there is a candy bar waiting. Yeah, it, absolutely. You get sick of it, though, after a while. Oh. I, mean, I think we had oatmeal every single morning, and you're just like, no more oatmeal. And I think we had a, a, what was it, sausage and cheese and tortillas was like our lunch every day. And, and Lynn, I did bring up a, a hot sauce. I found a little mini hot sauce, so that, that helped. You know, bring, you know, bring those, little, those little pleasures with you. Mm-hmm. Um, on like wine? And can you bring <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, so we didn't because it was just too heavy this time. But um, I think in a cash, we uh, a friend, we had friends that came and met us out on the trail just for like a day hike. And uh, Sydney brought us a little um, maker's mark, like the little Christmas bottles. And that that was a pure delight. So, but yeah, you know, but if you're just going for a night or two with that soulmate friend of yours in Minnesota, absolutely. There's some wonderful canned wines out there that I would recommend throw in your pack um that are great to have as well <laughs> yes. but yeah that Amen. but we couldn't pull it off for, for this it was just too much and so on the other side of the coin then so food but then okay mm-hmm. i need to talk to you about pooping on the oh, wonderland yeah. trail oh gosh right because you were telling me a story about <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know yeah tell me, tell me which which time well just how so how the latrines were super full like over by the time you got to them disgusting well you guys they have to fly i mean you're it's in the middle of you know rainier so they they fly in helicopters i believe to cart out these big huge tanks of waste off the mountain like nobody you know they don't leave it there right Wait, Anna's looking at me like, (laughs) well, somehow they got to get it in and out, these containers of of human waste. And, you know, people, there's volunteers. I mean, it is a whole scene dealing with the human waste. And so, um, yeah, the outhouses are terrible. And so you're just, uh, so, so, yeah, sometimes you can dig holes if you're, if you don't have a backpacking trail where there is um, an outhouse along at the campsites. I mean, if you're in the middle of nowhere, I mean, you have to go, you got to go and you, you dig a hole and you dig a big one. <laughs> or do oh, you yeah. just do your business? Okay. Or, <laughs> or you can, um, do, you can do your business right there on the ground. Just let it go. And then take, Anna's saying, no, mom, no, no. She's okay. And then you take the toilet paper, Lynn, and you gently scoop up what you did and put it into the pile so you don't have to sit on top of the nasty outhouse. That is so, my trick. For, that's my I love it. Trick for you I today. love that trick. Yeah. It's just like walking your dog. Exactly. Just, just like exactly. That. Oh, see, Jody's just like walking your dog. 
Yeah. <laughs> Except it's your, your own waste. I might honestly, cause so Aubrey has a huge fear of sitting on the latrine. And yeah. so I might, I might do this. I might use this trick in the boundary waters. I don't this year. blame her. Like, yes. Have her just, just go just like wherever you want to go mm-hmm. and then pick it up and put it pick in it the latrine. Exactly. Just like, I love it. it I love it so much. Yeah. So apparently at some of the parks, they're um, requiring people to bring like poop bags, uh-huh. like human poop bags, where yes. that's what you do. Because there's been such an influx of humanity going to all mm-hmm. of these natural spaces now and yeah. so much species that's just yeah. everywhere. So I think they are requiring people to bring in like their own things and they want you to carry it out. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, backpacked in places like that because it's just uh, wide open, like where you're, where you're camping is just wide open. So there isn't a lot of trees to go hide behind and, or the ground just isn't easily amendable to dig in a big hole. And so, yeah, that's, that's tough, but uh, I think that's probably a good practice to have um, to preserve these places. Right. And not have everyone just go everywhere. I love it. See, thank you, Joanne, for talking about pooping because <laughs> this, this is a topic that we don't talk about enough. This is why I'm here. Yes. yes, because it is a real thing that happens out in the wilderness, but nobody ever talks about it. For some reason, it drives yeah. me nuts. People well, and it's worried one of the about things, it. But people are very worried. Yeah. About it. It's one of the things that keep mm-hmm. people from wanting to yes. go out because it, is, yeah. it sounds pretty daunting. Yeah. Um, and it is, and it isn't. You just get out there and don't think about it too much. Right. Well, just yeah. Look, you look around once. at the beauty <laughs> yeah. around you. Just stare at a tree. And get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, so okay. We. I think. I. So I've covered all the bases that I wanted to cover: the pooping, the swearing, the crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything? <laughs> but yeah. like any other things or like thoughts or tips for people who are listening, who might want to try the Wonderland Trail or just camping in general, like from a parent's point of view, from a woman's point of view that you would like to tell us about or impart with on us. Yeah, I would just say, uh, don't hesitate. It's really easy to get overwhelmed with the gear and the cool shoes and the the right tent and what, and you know, all of that stuff is just uh, consumerism and, um, you know, commercialism that, somehow makes us feel like we have to have these things before we can really enjoy it. And that's kind of the opposite of what um, being out in nature and is all about. And, and you can just, just go out your door right now, hop in your car, put on a sturdy pair of shoes and, and find a patch of woods in your neighborhood and find the same uh, peace and stillness that you'll find on the Wonderland Trail. I mean, it's, it's all around us everywhere. And so just finding those, those kind of, uh, spaces uh, when you can those little moments of joy outside and and bring your children and they they, they won't want to go but bring them anyway <laughs> and bring you know bring their favorite that's another thing you know everybody had okay so what's your candy and so we before we went everybody had a little baggie of candy for each day and that was it and when it's gone it's gone and you know let them let them have agency over some of the food you bring and some of the choices that you make but bring them they will not want to go but they will be glad <laughs> that they went i promise you and you will too um and just get out there and just the once once you get the complaining and the where's this and all of it did you bring your water bottle all out of your system and you're just out there um it's totally worth it and everybody uh feels it and and you're experiencing it together you're experiencing this grand adventure whether it's a 
park in your neighborhood or something like, you know, the Wonderland Trail or the Boundary Waters, um, you can find that. And the, the important thing is that you're just, that you're doing it together. Um, and maybe bring some canned wine too. <laughs> Always. Yeah. That's what I was going to say then. But also, but don't feel, I think, um, yeah, there's no one perfect way. And I, I've been really grateful that this, um, so yeah, we, we can't, Lynn, we threw in the Taj Mahal and, but in terms of like backpacking and stuff, I didn't even start any of this until I had kids. Um, and Seattle is just kind of a haven for backpackers and outdoors people. So when in Rome, you know, <laughs> and slowly we, uh, you know, it's just, you know, one mile backpack in and, uh, you know, two miles the next summer and um, just, just slowly kind of built it over time. Um, yeah, I'm so glad we did. This was such a, such a great trip and just being out there for nine nights. I mean, once you're already out there, you already got all the gear. I mean, why not, you know, make, make a trip of it if you can. And that was, that was really special. Um, yeah. And find it, find a good friend or a family. If you can, if, if you're so blessed to have a, the whole set to go along with, um, then do it. Yeah. Give yourself a lot of grace in the meantime yes. like, and on the trail. Yeah. And just, just own it when, you know, I've owned it with my kids a lot. Like, yeah, I uh, kind of lost it back there and uh, I'm really <laughs> sorry. And I love you. And um, I hope there's no long-term damage, damage done. And let's, let's keep down the trail. <laughs> but I mean, you just have to own your, your stuff. Right. And, and model that for your mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that teaches them, you know, to say they're sorry too, you know, in those moments of upheaval and drama. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I think Absolute we avoid, theory. yeah, I think sometimes we avoid leaning into these adventures or uncomfortable spaces because we don't know how we're going to handle it or if, if we're going to be able to handle it. Um, but I would just suggest uh, do it anyway and just, uh, yeah, just be real about it as you go along and um, own things as they come up um, and just... And, and just be, um, I think with the kids, you just have to kind of just accept them as they, you know, they're, they're going to have their highs and lows too. And neither one is completely true, right? You know, they're like, wow, they're so amazing. And wow, they're so ooh, not so amazing. You know, neither one of those experiences are, are completely true for who they are, just like with us. So just, just own that and give them that grace to uh, kind of figure it out for them too, because it's, it's their journey. Oh, Joanne, I miss you have so much. Have fun, Lynn, right? That's what I love about you. Just have fun. <laughs> Just have fun. We do this for fun. Yeah, and yeah. just remind yourself, I'm doing this for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you'll look back on it and you will say it was fun. I mean, it's yeah. really rare that you go back and you say, I'll yeah. never do that again. Well, so Anna and I, my 15-year-old, are going to do the Wonderland Trail again this summer. Just her and I. Really excited. But we did not get a permit. So I'll tell your listeners there's another way that you can uh, access this epic trail. If, if now As a teacher, I have summers off, so I have the flexibility with my schedule. And I realize not everybody does. So you... If, if you can get there, it, you can get there the day before and 30% of the sites are walk-ups. So if you, but they only do it the day before. So you have to get there the day before or take the chance on the walk-up. And that's what her and I are going to do and try for that. And it's just, um, just the two of us. 
Same time frame, end of July. So we'll let you know how it goes. I cannot wait to hear about that one. Yeah. Mother daughter trip versus a whole family trip. Yeah. Um, I think this time you'll appreciate this, Lynn. We'll bring our little Kindle lights. Perfect for backpacking. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So maybe an audio book here and there. You never know. A little podcast, a little podcast yes. action. Be listening to, we do this for fun. We'll download those. <laughs> listen to this episode over and over. Yeah. Absolutely. to listen to it. <laughs> Hi, Anna. We love you. <laughs> you can do listening. it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> right. Oh, well, Joanne, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and our listeners. And I'm just very grateful to you for being you and being real. And we all need to not be afraid of just getting real and being real. And you're my role model for that. I love you. Well, thank you. I love you so much. And, and Jody, it's just been awesome getting to know you this hour and uh, just keep doing the amazing work you're both doing. Um, Inspiring people to just get outside and just go for it and have fun. Thank you, Miss Joanne. Jody, are you going to? And so Jody always does this beautiful thing at the end where she shares some wisdom with us. Um, Sure. Um, I'm just going (laughs) to just a little quote from our buddy, John Muir. Um, (laughs) Keep close to nature's heart, climb a mountain or spend a week in the woods, wash your spirit clean. Mm. Um, I think I'll just leave it at that. Perfect. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for being here. And we will see you next time on We Do This For Fun. We Do This For Fun is supported by 515 Productions, a high-end video production business based in Minneapolis. The website is 515productions.com. And did you know that Jody is also a health and wellness coach? Check out her website at jodygruen.com. If you like this podcast, we'd love your support. Please rate and review us and hit subscribe. Learn more about us at wedothisforfun.com. As always, we welcome your questions and feedback. Email us at wedothisforfun at gmail.com. We'll be dedicating future episodes to answering your questions. So let her rip, whether it's about gear purchases or tampons and IBS in the wilderness. We do not judge. We promise. We've been there, done that. Nothing is off the table. And thanks for listening. 